Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hey everyone, welcome back to our latest episode. Today we're going to wrap up our 36 questions that lead to love and go into set three. Um, So set three has around 11 questions that we're going to go through. So we're going to jump right in. Rosa, take us off. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling dot dot dot. We're both badass girls. (laughs) We're both resilient. We are both feeling, I want to tell something like welcome at ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. Well, yeah. So we, oh man, you just took all the words out of my mouth. So we are passionate, amazing people. We are strong and we stick to our ideas when we want in life. Sometimes, most of the time. And we are both in this room feeling, yeah, relaxed. We just actually had a quick conversation check-in and we were just talking about our podcast so i feel like we're both in much a better place right now in terms of how we want our podcast to continue okay i will go with the second question complete this sentence i wish i had someone with whom i could share y'all it's cuffing season <laughs> yo i was like yo why is this fucking question so triggering well luckily rosa has her coffee partner uh but yeah i wish i had someone with whom i could share cuddles with or like i just miss like human warmth um i'm not necessarily really a hugger with my parents so i don't really get that it's so funny because this past weekend i went to a mall in new jersey called the american dream it's this like huge mall that has a water park um an amusement park in there which is crazy wow nice yeah but they had basically like uh, a toy shop <laughs> and i bought ryan like he's a cacao tar- character he looks like uh yes. here yeah but so cute ryan. <laughs> i literally bought a huge plushie like yeah so i could hug him at night when i feel lonely <laughs> so that's what oh. my sentence would be i wish i had someone who i could share cuddles with for me is i wish i had someone with whom i could share my political um activities with and actually i do now this weekend i had spent it protesting with just none because uh macon is shit and he mm-hmm. and um <laughs> his government has decided to not allow people to film the police which is stupid because the best way to keep the police actually doing their job is to keep them accountable by exercising a right of filming them so mm-hmm. obviously we're against that and a lot of people were out in the streets protesting. So that was a lot of fun. And I also went to another protest with Jocelyn. Yeah, this is like how the world is so shit that I have to go to multiple protests during the pandemic. And the other one right. was about um, Inti and Brian who passed away also for against, also because of police violence in Peru. They were protesting mm-hmm. against uh, the coup that happened. And they were killed by the police. So mm-hmm. now, uh, obviously, we were giving them... We, we were doing a little ceremony to commemorate them. So, yeah. That's my yeah. my wish. 
I mean, that's awesome to have someone to like share views with and also, I guess, challenge views as well and have conversations or meaningful conversations instead of being like surface level. So the next question is kind of similar, but if you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. I am a militant leftist. (laughs) (laughs) Which Jocelyn knows already. Yeah, he knows. Uh, He shares some of my views, but... I mean, I just like, I'm relentless on my pursuit of what I believe is justice. So for me, it's not like a phase or it's not something that I'm going to go out of or it's something that I am ashamed of or anything like that. Like, I do feel like, I mean, especially like in the United States growing up there, when people would say, oh, I'm just not political, I was just like, you know, my head would hurt because it's like, wow, you're so privileged that you really think that everything that is happening is just above you, you know? Like, I'm just going to go back to brunch, like some of those ladies said in the Women's March. But every single thing, every day, we can't have to fight for democracy. If not, then we're going to lose it. So that's why I want them to know that I'm always going to talk about what's going on in the world, and I hope they accept it. And if they don't, then too bad. (laughs) I actually really agree to this. So I mentioned this in a previous episode, but before... I moved into the education nonprofit space. I wasn't really honestly socially aware, politically aware. But ever since jumping into this space and obviously talking to a lot of folks, um, it's really important for that other person or my other partner to recognize their privilege or to understand like ways in which their identity interacts with the world. Because yes, you could be blissfully ignorant and ignore everything that's happening on in life, but I feel like as human beings, or when I die, I want to make an impact, right? I want to say, I believed in this, you know, I fought for this. And I feel like if my partner doesn't really share that same aspect as me, not even not politically, but it's just something that's socially or that's important to him, I think that would be really hard pressed to find him as like a lifetime partner. You just need to be passionate about something to to like go through life. I don't know. Like if you don't have that passion, then like what is life in a way? I don't know. That's getting philosophical, but that's what I think. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest. This time saying things that you might not say to someone you just met. (laughs) Okay. I definitely read these questions. All right. So Rosa, what I like about you is that I think you challenged me a lot, which for any friends, I feel like for some of my friends, I feel like I'm at a really comfort level with them where we kind of have the same conversations or we talk about the same things because we're very like-minded people. And these friends are people that I've grown up with all my life, right? So we've shared the same experiences. But what I would like about you, Rosa, is you're so completely different. Like someone I never would have met unless it was until it was with Diane and she and you came in and you guys were roommates. Uh, but I loved how you're so passionate about how you challenged me to like have these challenging conversations, like for instance, to record our Black Lives Matter episode and challenge my own identity. Um, so thank you for doing that and, and for letting me really reflect upon myself and what I can do better as a person. Oh, Emily, I'm crying a little. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I am. That's so sweet. Like I, well, yeah. I mean, I will say that for you, I really appreciate your open-mindedness. And in every respect of the way, not only like when I told you sometimes even ranting, because I feel like sometimes I'm not really good at expressing my emotions in or or my thoughts in more of a productive way. Sometimes I just go rants and they can be very like uh, authoritative and hurtful. Mm -hmm. But and I just 
Reno Lash Hour people, and you have always taken it for a stride. And also, when I moved to New York and I met you, you were always so welcoming. So I feel like you're always open to like meeting new people, seeing new ideas. You're not closed off. I feel like a lot of people are closed off. Not mm. only like not even regarding politics, just oh, I already have a group of friends, or I already have you know this is my life, and I wanted to keep it that way. Mm. But you're not like that. You're just like always willing to you know put another seat at the table, add more people in. You're so welcoming and so accepting. Oh my god! Oh no, I'm okay. <laughs> Now I know why you said you teared up. But I don't know if it's noon and I'm getting hungry or something. But I'm like, I'm crying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, all right. So while I have tears dripping down my face, let's go on to the next question. Uh, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Oof. Like there's so many. I mean, honestly, we see. Like what the audience doesn't know is that we're homies, so I think you have we know each other, bro. Okay, well, I mean, we know so many embarrassing moments. Like, remember that? No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, fine, whatever. It's, it's free for all, but I was gonna go all the way back, you know, when I was a little kid and didn't know much. But you could, of course, shit on me. Go for it. Do your thing. No, I wasn't even gonna share with you. I was gonna say, remember that time? Like now that it's timely because it's Thanksgiving time, air time. Remember when we had a friendsgiving? And I got so drunk that I literally passed out in my bed, and I woke up, and everybody was still in my apartment, like watching Westworld. <laughs> okay, that wasn't that embarrassing. That's that's just something you do no on a normal basis, no? <laughs> yeah, on no, a normal basis. I remember I was eating so much mashed potatoes, and I want to share with everyone. Oh, but yeah, there, there's a lot of embarrassing things that we've done. To uh, I don't know, like what is the most embarrassing thing? Oh, lately, I, I mean, I I went. I went to the protest for, uh, I mean, I went to the memorial for Inti and Brian Wright, and mm -hmm. I was speaking Spanish. Oh, my God. And my Spanish is not so, I mean, my Spanish is good, but it's just like, obviously, you can tell that I wasn't raised. I didn't go to school for Spanish, you know. I went yeah. to school. If you didn't tell, <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> I went to school in the United States. So <laughs> I was, I asked her something, like, I asked her something about like, oh, because she was like, alerta she was part of this group called Alerta Feminista. And I was asking her, oh, how do I look for the group? And she says, uh, género latinoamericano feminista, like something like that. Mm -hmm. And I look at her and I'm just like, género with a G or with a J? And she was like, <laughs> was a g and i was like oh yeah like sorry like i don't speak spanish well and then i told my brother that story and he's like rosa gender is which a g too what is <laughs> i felt so stupid hey it was a, it was a slip oh. up that's not that bad <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious i could so i'm not gonna name any recent ones because that would be too embarrassing well recent ones when i was with you a few years ago but I remember specifically one that happened during high school. It was so embarrassing. Okay, so I really hated my stats teacher in high school. I forgot her name already, but she was just like a horrible person. And she would fail, almost fail like half the class. I think she just had a vendetta and hated life. But I remember the day after this, I this like the day before this happened, I got a 60 on my test. I was just so fucking bitter about it because like this lady makes questions that don't make sense whatsoever. <laughs> and so I go into class, basically half the class is there, but she's not in. And so I'm just sitting at the desk and I'm just talking to my friends and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad she's not here right now. She's the worst. 
And then, lo and behold, two desks over, she's sitting right there staring at me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's what you think about me, Emily. And I'm like, and I just like shut my mouth for the entire class, but it was just so embarrassing. <laughs> I've had that happen to me twice. And this is just a reminder to not talk shit about other people, but I feel like sometimes it's deserved. <laughs> Should be like, yeah, that's how I feel about you. God. Now you can fail me. <laughs> no, but she gave me a B because I think like I like I failed some of her tests, but I was just so sad about it that I think she like saw my sadness. I was like literally getting depressed, <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'll just give you a better grade <laughs> or like an eighty. They don't do A's or B's in, in high school. But oh my god. Okay. So the next question: <laughs> When did you last cry in front of another person by yourself? <laughs> So last part not in front of another person, I would say in front of my parents. Um, I can say in front of you, but I don't see you right now, so it doesn't count. But it was last year, and I was just again going through another phase where I bottle a lot of things up, and then I suddenly release it. And so that time, it was just like I just unknowingly put the pressure on myself to take care of my parents, mm -hmm. and then just like all these feelings of resentment came up. And so I literally just like cried and bawled in front of them, <laughs> which didn't work well. And by myself, I would say like the beginning of quarantine, because I just felt like, obviously, I, I feel privileged to the fact that like, I have a home, I'm comfortable, I don't have to travel at work every day. But it just felt like my entire world came to a stop. And I really didn't know how to process those feelings. So I just remember one day, um, in my room, I was just like doing other random things and they just like literally started crying i was like why does the world have to do this to us you know like i'm turning almost 30 and i i wanted the last few years to travel to do all these things to like make moves and suddenly i just had to stop it so i just felt sad during that time yeah i know what you mean like i this whole experience has been crazy i think i mean i'm a pisces yeah i know i say that a lot so i cry all the time like I cry all the time. So the last time I cried in front of someone is probably Jocelyn. Why did I cry mm. about him to him? I don't even know. I cry so often, I don't even know, man. Oh. Um and I and by myself, yeah, like recently I watch I'm watching this show, I may destroy you. And there's a lot of sad things that happen in that show, like bro, so serious like go watch it. It's amazing, but it's also like very hard to watch. Oh. And like what today's is it about? Two days ago, we were watching it, and I was just, like, bawling my eyes out. Um, because, okay, so it's about this writer. I mean, I love that it's about a writer because, you know, I want to be a writer. So she is a very famous writer. Uh, she wrote one book that became really famous, and she is living in London. She's British. Um, her, And she has experienced something traumatic happened to her. And I don't want to say too much because, you know, like, I don't want to trigger people. And and also, yeah. like, at, like, the show, I don't want to give away too much of the show, but something dramatic happened to her. And it's, like, her, her dealing with her, with it, you know. And it's, like, very interesting because it gives you, like, a lot of glimpses of life, of, like, being a minority because she's a black mm -hmm. woman, uh, mm -hmm. about being um, an immigrant because her family is originally from Ghana. And how sometimes she doesn't feel like she can relate to them. So she doesn't feel like she can rely on them. So it's just a very interesting show.
So I'm reading the next question. I feel like we already answered this, so I'm technically going to skip it. And so if the audience wants to tell, to know, it's tell your partner something you like about them already, which I feel like we already answered. So I'm going to skip to the next one and say, what, if anything, yeah. is too serious to be joked about? Death and harassment. Yep. I was just gonna say it's many in any way are to yeah abuse like it's just like something that you can joke around and it's very interesting because I very a lot of I have various encounters with friends and we spoke about past abuse and they have always made uh, not always but had friends had that had made like kind of light joke of it of something that happened to them just you know i think it's a way for us mm -hmm. to kind of live with things that happen so you kind of make a joke of it just because it's the only way right. some people see to kind of face it and i understand that i understand trying to see your own experiences and try to like you know paint it a little bit differently just so we, you can survive them but at the same time like joking about other people's abuse that's not okay you know yeah is it like was it in a group environment or like how did I don't understand. I don't know how they would joke about that or just like they're just like oh they just did this because of x y and z and just like laughed it off like for example like I have I mean we have like we have friends who maybe they're like oh I have bad taste like all oh, the guys I meet are trash you know and they kind of mm -hmm. make a joke out of like oh like kind of like a under serving like joke mm -hmm. like oh yeah because maybe there's something wrong with me or something like that you know I mean that's like lighter version of like what I have other friends have told me you know i feel like a lot yeah, of people kind of try to blame themselves when something bad happens in a way because it's it's a way to like overcome it it's because sometimes i mean a lot of times bad things happen to you for no fucking reason and that's so mm -hmm. hard to deal with so yeah mm -hmm. but yeah definitely don't joke around abuse or death but honestly at the same time like it's very interesting because nowadays like i hear a lot of like cis white males like talking about how oh we cannot make fun of anything anymore like you know pc culture is ruining everything and it's like yo it's not a political correctness is ruining everything it's just before you were a total asshole and now you cannot get away with it so like it's really yeah. simple as that yeah it's like there's no reason for you to be ignorant exactly um yeah i think for me that very similar to your answer and i'm making it more broader like other people's experiences mm -hmm. um i don't know how to say it but i think there are instances where people are describing a situation and maybe the group that's listening to it might downplay it be like oh it's just because of this it's like oh like don't worry about it. you'll get over it i think that no i mean it, whatever other people say you have to watch your own words sometimes because you might not know sometimes of what you say might hurt them and then they might just internalize it and then it's just literally going to carry them with forever like i think i've had instances where like especially what my parents say to me or if my close friends say to me and like they don't know it but like i take it to heart and so like sometimes when i'm approaching a situation what they said pops up and then that makes me you know sad it makes me feel like oh shit maybe i am not qualified or or I'm not experienced to do X, Y, and Z. So yeah, I just, I think like downplaying people's experiences is the worst thing you can do as a human mm -hmm. being. And I'm not, tell, not saying you have to be complete PC and just like not say anything at all, but just be careful while you interact with people. If you feel like your friend is going down a wrong path, I feel like there's always a better way you could say things or help them think of a way to like figure out how to get that solution without downplaying their feelings or joking about them. Yes, definitely. All right, next question. Whew. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, would you? what would you most regret not having told someone? And why haven't you told them yet? Jesus Christ. <laughs> no regrets. No, actually, yeah. I mean, I think that... I have told everyone what I like what I wanted to because I had an ex I had experiences before where for example my grandpa he died of 
uh, cancer when I was younger and he would try to talk to me on the phone but I just couldn't talk to him it's just like I didn't want to hear him being sick I was so young and I thought that he was gonna live forever and I thought that he wasn't gonna pass away so I yeah. never really had a conversation with him and then he passed and I always regretted that so now I always try to tell people um, everything that I feel for them you know like tell my parents I love them mm -hmm. like hug Yoslan extra tight at night like just let mm -hmm. them know because you never know like life is so fragile yeah that resonates with me a lot so as many of our listeners know my grandma passed away a few years ago um and you know when i came back from college and i think one thing i regret the most was not saying that like i loved her or i appreciated her i feel like you know when like people are gone from your life whether they passed away or moved on you always regret the things you've never done and i think i just haven't done that enough because she basically raised me a child and you know when you're young you're kind of like oh my this annoying grandmother like but she took so she took such good care of me and I, I guess I regret like not saying love but love is also a hard thing to say in an Asian household and then one more thing I think I will most regret not telling my dad I appreciate him mm -hmm. again <laughs> I feel like this is therapy but like yeah in Asian household you don't just say that and I I know his like health is deteriorating and um our business or his business didn't go well and so he had to close it down but like he provided a lot but now that he's not working he's an early retiree mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I feel resentment towards him because it's like damn it if you just had to pursue a stable job and didn't start your own business like we, I feel like we wouldn't be in this financial situation we're in now mm -hmm. um but I think if I had the chance and I'm, I mean I could do it now because he's in the labor room but that would just be like out of left field I would say like thank you for all you've done for me because you know I grew up to how I am as a woman and it's all thanks to you and mom so your house containing everything you own catches fire after saving you love ones and pets you have time to save to safely make a final dash to save any one item what would it be and why oh my god you know what's funny I feel like I'm at a time in life I always wished for things uh, for Christmas and my birthday because I always would get gifts um, and I would love them but to be honest every time the holiday comes around like I don't I can't think of any physical things that I would actually want to keep and a lot of things that we have that are heirlooms are actually kept in like a safe deposit in a bank so I'm looking at my room right now if I could save one thing I guess it would be my plant <laughs> my monstera that i've lovely groomed for the past like six months uh it started from three babies strong and now has seven baby leaves or like huge leaves actually so if i could save anything it would be that uh, i'll let you know if i can think of anything else but right now it would be my my plant oh maybe my passport too <laughs> i plan my passport i would choose passport first though look sure. at us plant moms but us actually i think i will benita my plant will be the thing that i save i mean to be honest like i right? have so much like most of my stuff mm. is not like most of my most important stuff is not even with me is with my parents like with my mom in our sure. house in peru so like yeah i don't have honestly i am, have lived my 20s as a nomad like i don't have <laughs> i have thrown away i have given away i have buy new stuff i have moved so much right. that i don't even right. like things are just fucking things you know like you always just buy a new one or like maybe you don't buy it because you don't have enough money but that's okay like you don't it's not really that necessary i guess like if it has to be a thing i would say my lap same here like after i pursued the semi-minimalist life i don't really have a lot of 
things to be honest but i i would say password would be the hardest fucking thing to get back it'll just be a long process so i would say password oh my god okay so these last two questions are kind of disturbing so we will take it with ease of all the people in your family whose death would you find most disturbing and why well for me i think it's an easy question just because everybody would think in my family the same thing so like i can't even imagine anyone dying but my grandma is the oldest person in my family um Obviously. How old is she? <laughs> She's like in her late 80s. Wow. She's like 87. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think one of the reasons why sometimes I cry is because of that. Like trying to like think visualize a world where she's not anymore mm -hmm. but she's the most loved person in my whole family she is pretty much um i mean my my family's may very matriarchal right. and she's the head of our family and she does absolutely everything you know yeah. and yeah. so, so because of that like she, like honestly i don't think what i would do without her like what would i make a decision a big decision without really telling her and asking her for her advice and it's not only me it's like 20 people that like really rely on her mm -hmm. and her you know wise words you know we really hang by every word she says so i don't know like i think i don't think i could even picture that just thinking about it makes me kind of really sad mm -hmm. it's just like people just deserve to live forever and that should be her i think even if i could like give 20 years of my life to her for her to live longer i'll totally do it like she's that important not only to me to like everyone like she's the head so yeah i think definitely will be her i mean mine is also very similar it's my mom um i think i take her for granted too but she just she's like a, a maternal mom i don't know if that makes sense but yeah she just takes care of me and i don't think i can imagine her passing away she also has like six other sisters so i feel like the impact even though like she's her community is small community in the way that like she doesn't really have many friends is literally like her sisters and then me and my dad and so i i can't imagine her leaving because that would just be very bad <laughs> all right our last question number 36 Woo. Whew. share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it also ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen Girl, I'm not gonna lie, I don't have any problems. Like, major problems, yeah. like, not really. Right, right, right. Like, I guess, like, I don't know, like, because even my problem would be like, okay, so w what am I gonna do next year with my life? Because I wanna start, start band life, you know, and live in a band yeah. with your son. But I don't know when to start. I have to. S oh, yeah. I didn't know about that. Okay, that's new news. And yeah, like, I don't know, like, I don't know where to start. Like we're saving mm -hmm. for that right now, but we just started and stuff. But I've, I've again, everything is standby because of the pandemic. So right, but if if pandemic not not pandemic happening, well, I guess you you would have measures on among other factors. But was this something you were seriously considering, like living yeah. the true nomad life and get it? No, like in I'm not wow, considering. Like awesome. I'm I'm gonna do it, but I just don't know when to start. I see. I see. Where would you travel? everywhere like all europe okay i just want to live all the good i hate people that's what i realized um <laughs> i love humanity like but i can't stand them and i really like not seeing that many people and i love like hanging out with my friends for a certain amount of time and then like you know you want to be on your own running off into the sunlight you know the into the sun <laughs> like i i really like the this type of life like i just can't I mean, I think it's because of my Asperger's. It's like, I can't be overly stimulated with all these noise and all these lights and all this everything, you know? 
And right. I feel like I'm a lot more calmer and a lot more sad now that I don't have to face the world every day and go and, you know, commute and see people that are freaking annoying and all this stuff. <laughs> so I'm much happier, like, living in my little apartment. Yeah. Hey, whatever works for you. But I think that's so awesome. I think that's something that, like I don't think I'd ever do because I'm innately attached to people. <laughs> so like, I can't. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. A personal problem I have <laughs> similar to you. My life is pretty good right now, so I don't really have any problems. But I think like come next year, I would be almost 29 by then my birthday's in august so like reaching my 30s what are the goals that i want to accomplish and you know me and rosa were talking about goals for the podcast and like we made, we put quantitative numbers to it mm-hmm. i know this is very type a but like i also want to figure out like what are my goals that i want to really keep strict and then which are the ones that i really want to keep flexible so for instance <laughs> i hope our listeners don't judge me so I've been really into money and finances these days. So I actually signed up for like um like a stock market crash course. Not but not one of those where it's like I'm like feeding all my money in today into like random stocks, but actually like figuring out my finances and start setting like long five and ten year plans. So I signed up for this um one course and right now I'm just trying to like learn more about the stock market, figure out how I could put my money into investments. And then also, like, I actually have a stash of money that I just have in my um, savings, but I don't really use or I don't, I don't think I plan to use it, to be honest, for quite a while. So I kind of want to use some of that money so it's not just being, like, increasing, like, 5% mm-hmm. these days um, under my savings account, but actually being, like, utilized and I could keep long term. So that's, like, yeah, financially, like, how stable do I want to be? Like, how much money am I going to save by the time I reach 40, you know, all these things? Um I just want to keep myself on track on that. That wasn't a problem, but I'm just saying like, yeah, I think for finances and love, those are things I'm going to try to figure out next year. Mm, that's awesome. Taking taking a hold on your finances. Yeah, I think, so what I realized for me is like, the reason why I was so, especially after I graduated from college, so wishy-washy was because mm-hmm. I didn't know what method worked well for me. And then I realized once I start this new job, I realized that I need structure. If I, the thing about me is that like one of my strengths is an activator. So if the moment that you give me a goal, I will accomplish it. No questions asked, like period. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that, okay, like that's actually what motivates me. If I have a goal set in mind, that's, that's the only thing I need to do before I actually take action on it and, and accomplish it yeah i mean honestly like i really like that you're so structured because you know i'm very much run on chaotic energy yeah. and like i'm a fucking mess so like just having a little bit of structure has saved me like honestly i even made a list of all the things that Joslan has to do and i sent it to him and he was so shocked because wait like, so he's it's like me and then you and then him like he's at the bottom of the totem pole bro, like nothing like i don't want to like stereotype you know but I feel like a lot of uh, the French way of say doing things is so much more like slower than in the United States. In the yeah. United States, we're like, oh, we have to do this now, you know? Right, right, right. And Yuslan is always like, well, let's think about it. And I just get like, so antsy, like, okay, let's think about it. But 
until when? Because like for me, <laughs> like if I don't do it like now, like I'm very impulsive. So I have to do it, you know? That's why I have done so many crazy shit. It's like, oh, do you want to jump from this thing? Okay, let's jump right now. In the yeah. middle of it, when I'm falling, I'm like, fuck, I should have thought this about a little bit more. <laughs> you know? yeah. But like, that's why like uh, I get things done, I feel, because I just like do it. So sometimes like thinking about things really bother me. Mm-hmm. And then we get to so many things that we're thinking about. And it's like, okay, well, we've been thinking about all these things, but we haven't done them. So when what's next? She's going to let it flow out there. So I'm glad, honestly, I feel like this podcast wouldn't have happened if you did at least have an ounce of that American energy in you because then nothing would come to fruition and I'd just get really Yeah, frustrated. I mean, I, I am like, I, I feel like I like the way that we um, work because the way that we work is pretty much like, you know, like if you throw um, a rock into like a pond and you kind of like little by little like eggs out, you know, it's kind of like yeah. that. Like, I feel like you kind of rent me in I have a little bit of my chaotic energy. Like, it's kind of organized right. organized chaos. I also feel like I think I know how you work now. So I know how to navigate around it, if that makes sense. And you know how to do it for me, too. Because, like, I feel like if I have too much structure, I don't have the space to be creative. And that's where I get frustrated and, like, pretty much die. So yeah. as long as I have, like, a space to be creative and do things out of the box, then that works. And that's, that's exactly what I mean. Like, I have, a, I have definitely a more structured idea in my head. But I know you hate that, so I I try to rate myself a, a, a lot back, and then it works. See, like us. honestly, like <laughs> we're perfect together. Like we should, we should, we should date. <laughs> I'm 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 okay. We're both crazy in our own ways, and you're kind of crazier than me, so I'm good. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I think to like wrap up this episode, I guess the question or the last question that's on this list is like, how did you feel about this whole exercise in general? Like going through all the thirty six questions and then going through these experiences. I love it. I really think it's very interesting because you know, especially when you're on a first date, you're just talking about the same thing. It's kind of like you go, especially when you're dating in New York, where you meet like one person every day, and you yeah. just go into this. What do you do? who do you like you know where do you live like it's kind of like you end up having like a pitch you know oh i'm rosa i live in the lower east side i work for this bank i am a programmer you know like you just have like this i went to university of miami i major in computer science and journalism with two minors Uh, you know it's like everybody like says the same shit so Uh this one is just cuts the crap and it goes to like okay tell me your deepest darkest secret right now so you're gonna shit you're gonna whip this up and like a date that would be so intense really you think so i mean i feel like sometimes even doing this with strangers actually is even better because you don't have no expectations you know you know what's funny i actually did this with a date before but this was our like i think our second Ooh, month in and how did it go <laughs> how did it go it was it was fine i this was the the last person i dated um and it was all virtual except for that one person we met like uh at a restaurant it went well we just we vibed but obviously I, it didn't work because of other reasons but all to say, yeah, I think it's just helpful. I don't think you, I recommend asking in the first date. But if you're like a few months in and you just, let's say you're not that level yet, you just want to try it. It's, it's a nice yeah. dating activity that you can spend like hours on. Because you know, like I have, um, I have talked to some of my friends here who say, oh, I don't really talk to my boyfriend that much. And I'm just like, so what the hell do you do with <laughs> <laughs> i mean they could do other things that don't require wink, wink. i mean we are in france after all well but seriously like i don't know i talk a lot with just i feel sometimes i talk so much with just that he's just like oh my god shut up can we play a video game <laughs> <laughs> like get the fuck away from me have you done this exercise no, with I- before 
Or do you think I it's mean, worth it? I don't think we haven't done this exercise, but I think that like we have covered almost all these questions. Like I do randomly no. ask him like really weird questions. <laughs> I don't know where. It's like how much do you love me? No, just well, not like how much do you love <laughs> me, so but like if you have to choose like three different words to describe me, what would it be? Or like if you have Whoa. like uh what's it called? Like what else would I said? Oh, if you have twenty dollars for a for a gift for me, what would you buy me? Like random stuff like that. Yo, that's so random. Yeah, like I'm crazy like that. Especially when like you know I'm bored. I'm like, okay, well let let me ask. Let me I'm bored, so let me go bother Jocelyn and ask him a question that is is gonna like trip him up. <laughs> I honestly, I really hope that my long term partner, like if he ever gets asked that question, I really really hope the first thing he he says isn't cute. I hate when people when. I get that answer oh from people. Oh my god, me too. Like I hate that anything that has to do with like, uh, with looks. You know? Yeah, it's like oh, that's that's my defining factor. Like that's the number one thing you think about when you think about me. Like that would piss me off so much. Like actually, I'm reading this book, uh, City of Girls. I totally recommend it. It's very interesting, and one of the things that is interesting because my grandma used to say that women men may hit each other but women cut each other even more with words oh shit oh yeah, yeah, yeah and like she said something along one of the characters said something along the lines of oh to the main character to the main character to the narrator she said like oh you're so uninteresting and you never in your whole life would ever become interesting and to me that's like the <gasps> worst thing like honestly like i don't care yeah. looks fade like do i care how i look yes but at the end of the day in 20 years i'm not gonna look like this you know Especially now that like thirty is like right next to my face, like I come into the to the to the you know like conclusion that I'm gonna age. Wow, Rosa, revolutionary! But like, <laughs> Rosa, I mean, you look you still look so young. So I don't know. I think it's gonna yeah, be it is. But like it, eventually we're gonna be we got we're not gonna yes. look the same, and like right, looks right. fade, but being interesting is important like i want to be an interesting person because you you live with yourself you know i feel like yeah that's why confinement didn't hit me that hard because i have hobbies yeah exactly i i totally agree with that it's just like you're okay with being normal <laughs> i don't know how to say it but like i guess some people find comfort in that but i don't know i, I do want to be perceived as interesting as well all right we hope that our listeners learn something about us and enjoyed the journey they had us going through all the 36 questions. Again, if you want to share with us your experiences doing with a partner or a friend, feel free to drop us a comment or send us an email. In other notes, uh, well, that's everything for today. So we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.